The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and went up to 20 times in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by VEASAN. Sign up now and save 40% off with their football season special when you use promo code SGP. VSIN.com slash subscribe, promo code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Ryan Gilbert, and joining me tonight is my co-host, Joel Meyer. How are we doing today, bud? Doing pretty well. Just uh, finished work and um, got to try some some fancy scotches. Uh, had a few before, but um, always good to go back to them, like uh, Lagavulin 8, Lagavulin 16, um, and Oban, I can't remember the year, Talisker 10, oh, uh real real peaty stuff uh that's what that's what i like tastes like the sea um yeah and also watching the lions dominate the packers right now so uh <laughs> that's always good to see it's it doesn't happen often that uh, the packers get blown out but hopefully more these days now that uh, rogers is no longer in town so yeah good having a having a good time here in the Meyer household Nice, yeah. Not not a, not a big whiskey guy, but I I do know Lagavulin is is pretty good there. Yeah, for we're recording this on uh, on Thursday night here. We were initially supposed to do a three man show for this, but Talon had a, a traumatic experience today, so just going along two man show. And yeah, we don't have to wait for this. It wasn't Thursday the night. pisser. It wasn't it was, the pisser. It was not the pisser. Uh, we don't have to wait for this for this uh for this for this football game. It's twenty four three right now. Five minutes left in the in the in the, in the second quarter. Lions absolutely dominating. Uh. I'm doing good. I had, a, had a good day. Went to IKEA, picked up some stuff there. You know, trying to get get, get everything in order. Still, still working on on the new house. You know, we bought it last year. Um, my new cat's doing good. He's enjoying his enjoying his stuff in the bathroom there. So yeah, I'm doing good good as well here on on this Thursday night. Um, for good things, make sure you check out the Sports Gambling Podcast website. Uh, plenty of articles up there. I'm going to have a Metropolitan Division preview up on Friday. Have the Atlantic Division preview up on wednesday also have player awards uh three stanley cup long shots up there there's some fantasy hockey stuff from from our, our good friend jeff fox the gray bush so make sure you check all that out and check out all the good content there nascar golf Ryder cup football everything everything there sports Gambling podcast website listen to other shows as talent always says but uh, make sure you listen to our show make sure you subscribe to our show uh hockey Gaming podcast wherever you listen to your podcast that's on apple you can go to sg.pn hockey if it's on Spotify, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey s. Please uh, turn on auto download so you get the episodes in your feed as soon as they're released. And leave us a uh, five-star rating and review as well. We haven't been getting uh, a f- not too many of those recently. So I hope we can get some more as the season comes closer here. 
Um, and make sure you check out the Discord. Uh, you're literally losing money if you're not if you're not in the Discord. Uh, plenty of uh, good good long shot bets being being found in there. Uh, so make sure you get in there. You can reach out to myself or Talon or the Hockey Cam Podcast Twitter account. Also follow us there at Hockey SGPN. Or you can uh, you know get a get an old bottle of whiskey and you know uh, and give it to Joel and he'll tell you how to get, get a Discord or, or something like that. Yeah, message in a bottle. Send it down oh, to uh, across the go. sea. All right, so we actually had had some some big news here on, on Thursday. Uh, Lightning goaltender Andre Vasilevsky underwent a successful micro 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 discectomy this morning to address a, a lumbar disc her- herniation. Uh, he was day to day, I think, like last week, and I was like, I was looking into it. it. Was like, should we should we fade the Lightning now? We'll get into that more in, in our lightning episode, probably recording that uh, either Friday or early next week. But th- I mean, I said early in the off- early in the offseason, like the lightning could be one of these teams that they're one injury away from just, you know, completely falling out in a in a competitive Atlantic division. Vasilevsky is now out, you know, at least the first two months of the season. It's a back injury. So you, it's going to be something he's going to have to manage throughout the entire season. Um I know. I'm sure some books have already adjusted some odds, but not necessarily. I, I know Joel. You said in the Discord you you bet the uh, Predators in open night open night game. Predators in over six. That, that that's a good look there. They're, I don't even know who the Lightning's backup is right now. But uh, yeah, what's your what's your main takeaway from this uh, big injury? Well, you mentioned um, the, if you're not the Discord, you're a little losing money. I have you to thank for putting that in there. I don't know when I would be able to uh, learn that news. But uh, you came out with that pretty quickly and before the Books could adjust the point total anyway, so I was able to get uh, get good money down on 99 and a half, and then uh, 10 minutes later it goes off the board. And then when it repops, it's 94 and a half. So just like that, you're already getting some uh, some great uh, CLV um, based off the injury news. But also the the divisional odds didn't really change. So I added some Boston Bruins for the division. I added a little bit more Senators. And uh, yeah, you mentioned the, the early game too, the the Preds Lightning opening opening uh, night there. The over six I think is is a great bet, and uh, it shouldn't be too long before that changes. But it, it's surprising that it hasn't changed already. I guess low limits and whatever. But yeah, the point total was the one that really hit, took the hit. And um, yeah, it's actually Jonas Johansson who's the the backup and presumed starter. He's be with the Abs, game. right? Oh, he's fucking brutal. And with the <laughs> Sabers too. I think he's with about some other team as well. He's kind of back and forth. I think the Avs even had him twice, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, he he's he's really bad. So like worse than Brian Elliott. I don't know what he's up to these days. Maybe they have to bring him back to Tampa. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that's no good for the Lightning. Yeah, you mentioned one injury away. Well, that's the most uh, the least affordable injury they could suffer. Uh, definitely uh, can't afford to be without him for too long. Hopefully, he comes back healthy enough for their sake. But yeah, I guess I'm on the I'm on the fate Tampa train uh, based on that injury because he was the one who was keeping them in the game in the in so many yeah. so many um in so many games last year because their defense is, is so bad and the defense is basically the same. Maybe Hedman uh, has a resurgence, but you can't really count on that 100. percent So it's likely that the the Jonas JJ is going to see a lot of action, and that's not a good thing for the Lightning. They're going to be a in a lot of over games, I would expect, expect as they try to outscore their opponents, because there's 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 no way that the if it is JJ they're rolling with that they're going to be winning two one kind of games. 
Yeah, I, I don't think they can possibly roll with JJ there. I know also today uh, Spencer Martin was was placed on waivers. I know there you go, not, savior. He has not had a, a great NHL career, but I mean last year he was shit with the Canucks. But it was okay in the AHL, 16 games, 9.16 save percentage. The year before in six NHL games, uh, 9.50 save percentage. So you know maybe if you if you put him behind a, a good defense where you have Sergachev and had been kind of leading the way there. But this this is what happens to the Lightning. They, I mean, even with the the long offseason, they, they still ha- had these injuries here. So I can't imagine they go with uh, Johansson. Uh, Spencer Martin, maybe. But also, they, they don't have cap room to go out and trade for a goalie if they have to. And, and on top of that, they don't have the assets. They don't have a first-round pick this year. be a, a tank job for the Lightning, and I, and I really wonder how it's going to affect Steven Stamkos because, you know, if they're not going to make the playoffs this year, is Stamkos going to stay? Like, are they going to lose Stamkos because of this? Because they're I mean, they'll still be good, but I don't know how competitive they can be if they don't have a legitimate NHL starter or even a backup because I don't think Jonas Johansson is, is a backup worthy, honestly. No, no, he's not. Um, it was always... Pretty frightening whenever he was between the posts for us, that's for sure. But, yeah, I mean, we can't ride off the lightning. Um, they're still a pretty damn good team and all that, and they, they, they can play with the best. But uh, they're going to have to tread water at least during the first couple of months because if they get too big of a hole in that division and let uh, some of these other young young gun firing teams uh, rise up the table too much, then uh, they'll, they'll get they'll um, get left behind. And uh, that's hard to catch up when you're, you're – um, not not near a playoff position in uh, around Christmas time, which is probably when he comes back. Um, so yeah, they, they just need to tread water, go 500. That that should be the goal for the first couple months for the Lightning. Yeah, I mean, and and then you know once he's ready to come back, that's going to probably be when you want to get in on the Lightning if if they're showing that they're still competitive. Uh, but yeah, the, the odds changed drastically when I wrote my Atlantic Division article. I, I I took my best bet on the Lightning was to miss the playoffs, a plus 225. I thought that that price was way too high and now like the best price i can find is plus plus 130 plus plus 140 around there so that's drastically come down as you expect when when someone loses you know a vesna quality goaltender i i mean i feel like talent no one talks about how good vasilevsky is anymore he's one of the best goaltenders in the game and losing him is going to be absolutely huge for for the lightning but uh we'll we'll get more into that on our our lightning episode which, which should be coming up next um, all right. We are brought to you by Game Time. Uh, buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Game Time app has flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event. And, of course, they give the images of the seat view so you know exactly what to expect before you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you are set. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You went up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. And from now until October 4th, that's uh, this, this coming Wednesday, Underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to $500, up from their typical $100. And $100,000 Sundays continues, uh, giving away $100K each week, $10K out of 10 different people. There's a new sweepstakes every week, so make sure you get in on the action. 
And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All right, so we've, we've primarily been going through the division, you know, Pacific, then Central, then Atlantic. You know, next up would be the Lightning and Panthers, but we know how big of a, a fan of the Atlantic division talent is, and we know that he would have a ton of stuff to say about these two teams. So, you know, we figured we'd just, for this two-man show, jump over to the basement of the Metropolitan Division. Uh, these teams, you know, kind of in- interesting to talk about, you know, Flyers, Blue Jackets, but uh, yeah, take it away, Professor. Yeah, the the Blue Jackets were not supposed to tank in 2022. They they signed Johnny Goudreau, they re-signed Patrick Laine, making room for both by treading dark side of the crack in in a very favorable deal for Seattle. And uh, their point total was 80 and a half. Uh, so this was a team that was supposed to be uh, you know not great, but certainly not um second uh, worst in the league, which is where they finished. Uh, and um, Jim. Yarmo, I don't, I don't remember his real, his real last name. Yarmolainen, something like that. Kekalainen? Uh, oh, yeah. Yarmo is his first name, right? Yeah. Something like that. All right. Just call him Yarmo. Uh, he's never had the appetite to tank, being consistently in competitive mode for as long as he's served the franchise. Uh, all the same, the season quickly went off the rails after losing both games to the Avalanche in Finland and uh, never recovering from that trip, especially after losing their best defenseman Zach Kerensky for the season with his shoulder injury. Yeah, we mentioned the how the European trips can affect you. Well, it, it, it affected both teams, the Avalanche and the Blue Jackets. The Avalanche recovered eventually, but the, the Blue Jackets never did. Um, and he wasn't the only one. Uh, other than the Canadians, Blue Jackets were the most injured team last season, according to Cap Hit, which utterly decimated their already thin defense and made for a ton of high-scoring games. Only the Ducks conceded more goals than the Blue Jackets did, but it all worked out for the best going forward because they got Adam Fantilli, third overall in the draft. Fantilli, who won the Holby Baker with Michigan and who would go number one overall in a lot of other drafts if there weren't a certain Connor Bedard in this one. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it worked out for the best for the Jackets getting getting a generational player, generational star in Adam Fantilli. So I would call it a successful season in the end, even though it didn't work out the way that they were hoping. I don't know if you can you can call it a success when I mean they ha- they got the third pick uh, they got they were going to have a top prospect anyway. But I feel like Fantilli is better than than Carlson or, or Will Smith. So you know they they got kind of lucked into Fantilli a bit. I I, I was shocked I, when you said their point total was eighty and a half last year because they got what fifty fifty nine points last year, just you know twenty points shy of of what the, what they were. But yeah, they they, they got hurt. Wierenski was a was a big big part of their team. Uh, Goudreau it was it was fine in, in his first year there, but after that, Line Line was hurt too. He only played fifty five games. Not much else there. Boone Jenner was the third highest scorer after Goudreau and Line. So there wasn't wasn't much there. Uh Wierenski, as we said, missed a missed a bunch of time. Jake Voracek, you know, had a pretty much career ending injury. Now he's in the uh farm down in Arizona there. So yeah, it was a you know, on the ice, it was a very much a failure in Columbus for the Blue Jackets, but you know, looking back on it, you're gonna say, okay, this is this helped their rebuild. You know, Yusuf Kekalainen's not one to tank, but you know, maybe they they should now. We'll, we'll get into that more. But yeah, last season, I mean, I guess you can call it a success because they got Fantilli. I think we'll we'll have more debate about that when we get over to the Flyers. But yeah, I, I, I it's 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 a it's it's good and bad. I mean, it's good for the long term, but looking at just last year as a single season, it was horrific. 
Yeah, obviously, uh, finishing second worst in the league is it's not a success, but I am thinking of things long-term. Um, but, yeah, as, as for the offseason, the, there were two big moves. The first one was hiring Mike Babcock in the attempt to immediately instill <laughs> a sense of winning culture, defense, discipline, all that, make him more competitive. The other big move was firing Mike Babcock for, uh, you know, taking players' phones and then scrolling through them or whatever. Uh, but... Yeah, so that that's a wash, and that that can't be good for the locker room unless the assistant coach, who's been there for a bit, uh, maybe he works out better in the end. I don't know. He's he's never been a head coach in the NHL before. We'll have to see. Uh, but obviously, you'd, you'd rather have a, a proven winner instead. So that makes me a little bit more down on the Blue Jackets than I was uh, earlier in the off season. But still, they the top of the defense. They brought in Ivan Provorov and Damon Severson, two capable defenders who at least bring a bit more physical. Cali to it was a pretty soft team last year. We already mentioned drafting Fantilli, who should provide a, an instant impact to the forward group. But you can never really depend on a rookie to do uh, that much damage right away. Uh, the lack of attention to their pitiful goaltending, though, is also to be noted because yeah, it's it's a it's a mark against this team after how poor Berzlikens played last year. Um, yeah, grading this offseason can go two ways. If we grade it simply based on how much it improved their team for this season, they would get a high grade. If we grade it based on how much damage it might do to a team for years down the road, further lengthening the amount of time it'll take before they become a real contender, it's a pretty low grade. So we'll split the difference and call it a C plus, though in truth it'll probably be a lot worse if the Blue Jackets do not find immediate success and uh, pay off these uh, these these moves, which are, are designed to make them more competitive instead of having another tank season. Yeah, I think, I mean, the, the downside of those moves, though, is it could put them in that purgatory and that, you know, ninth or ninth, tenth in, in the conference where they don't get a top pick. Because, I mean, I, I think the trade for Proforoff was a good one. I think getting getting him in a change of scenery, you know, not necessarily a top line role with, with Wierenski there, which is definitely going to help him out. Severson, too, a, a solid trade. Only gave up a third round pick for him. I think they didn't give up too much for Proforoff. I think they gave up the first round pick they got from the Kings for, for their uh, Corpusalo and Gavrikov trade from in, in season. But, yeah, they, they added Fantilli. That, that's absolutely huge for them. Added to, I think Proveroff's the top four defenseman. I think Severson probably is as well. So added to top four defensemen. So based on what they did, it's a good offseason. Good offseason for, for any team, but for where they're at, it's not necessarily what they want to do. Maybe, you know, they should have tanked a little bit. I guess, you know, having Babcock, they weren't going to tank. And if they knew Babcock was going to be fired, be, resign or be fired, whatever, before the season. Maybe they wouldn't have went out and, you know, traded a first-round pick for, for Provorov and would have, you know, drafted, you know, Oliver Bonk, who the Flyers got. With that pick, maybe they wouldn't have traded for Severson and his contract. Maybe they would have tanked for a year. But they can't do that after, you know, paying Line A, paying Goudreau. Like, they, they have to try to be competitive, and it's going to be tough in this division. But their offseason, I think, was overall solid. I think I think C-plus is probably probably a good a good grade there. Projecting forward, the we have them at 74.3 points, which is a little bit above their win for point total. And they, but the Blue Dragons suffered from the worst PDO last year, largely due to the worst goaltending performances in the league, especially from Rizlikens, who had the the worst goal save of expected stat, um, pretty much in history. I don't know it was it was pretty damn bad. It's it, but yeah, that's why it's almost impossible to imagine their goaltending being worse so we can count on at least a little better in that regard even if it's still 
Merzlikens and Tarasov. Um, Merzlikens should be remembered. Uh, he lost his friend in that crazy firework thing that, that really affected him. So maybe the passage of time heals and he, he gets over it somewhat. But we'll, we'll have to see about that. We already mentioned how they were the second most injured team last year. Big part of that due to Ransky getting hurt early on. But it wasn't the kind of injury that tends to repeat itself. So hopefully we get a healthy Wierenski the whole season, which would be a huge swing for this team. Um, while the defense is built by veterans now, a lot will be counted on some of the younger players to score the goals. Ideally, Fantilli can go into that uh, uh, second center. That that would be a best-case scenario on a, on a team with the, not a lot of center talent, but that's asking a lot from a 19-year-old in his first NHL season. They'll hope that Creel Marcheco keeps up the goal scoring for him. He showed when he called up when he was called up last year, one of the few pleasant surprises in Columbus. And uh, Kent Johnson, the fifth overall pick in 2021, will also be asked to make more serious contributions. It's highly possible that he'll win that that two C spot. Um, if Babcock, oh, I got an old note. It's not Babcock <laughs> anymore. It's uh, what's his name, the, the French guy, but Pascal. Pascal Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. Pascal Vincent, yeah. If Pascal Vincent makes a positive impact immediately, if they stay healthy, if the prospects become real talents, and if the goaltending becomes even below average instead of fucking god-awful, this team has every opportunity to make the biggest leap out of any team in the league. Uh, That's a lot of ifs, and uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not as confident now. But uh, I still lean to the over because it's a pretty low little point total. What is it, 71 and a half, 72 and a half? Yeah. Somewhere in that range, so yeah, I, I would lean to the over, but uh, yeah, that, that that's not a not a strong conviction. Though I do have a bunch of blue jacket bets that are probably just uh, um, kindling or a uh, you know, fire starter. You got Babcock there with those ones, but potentially. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. Yeah, their point total at DraftKings is seventy-two and a half. Uh, last year they had fifty-nine points, so you need a fourteen-point increase. But you have to remember, like we said. Multiple times, their injuries. Wierenski only played 13 games. Uh, you know, uh, Line only played 50, 55. So as long as as long as Wierenski can, can stay healthy, I think adding Provorov and adding Severson is gonna you know improve them overall. It, I am very wary about their goaltending. Corpusalo, you know, took took the bulk of the starts last last year. I'm pretty sure uh, he started 28, 26 games. Merzlikin started 27. Tarasov 16. Michael Hutchinson 10 games. Uh, and and Corpus Allo was the only one with a save percentage over 892, and Merz was at 876. So that's what kind of gives me some pause here. Like I'm not confident in, in the over bet here at all, but that's the way I would lean if I if I, if I had to make a choice over seven two and a half. Uh, their odds for the worst record in the league are eight to one, which I think is probably a, a, a bit too short unless they get that injury luck again, injury bad luck again, and you know. Merzlikens just just can't stop anything. Maybe that's possible, but I think that there's too much talent on that team to to completely bottom out. I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm assuming no no awards bets or anything. You got, I mean just no. just, just your Jack Adams. Well, no, actually I did. I found Fantilli 17 to one, so I bet that for Calder. But okay, that's not it. bad. Yeah, he's a uh, he's 11 to one at DraftKings. Uh, looking up our, our our good friend, the regular season wins. We have Merzlikens at twenty and a half. Last year he went seven eighteen and two. Year before though he went twenty seven twenty three and seven. So it, and that's fifty six starts. So I think he'll probably get fifty ish, if not more starts, unless they want to see what Tarasov has. So, but I would still lean to the under there because you know they, he could just 
completely shit the bed and Tarasov takes over or, or Columbus could just not be good. Yeah, probably leading to the under there, but uh, it's it's uh, not as obvious as some of the other ones you've mentioned before. Yeah. All right. I think I saw on Columbus here. No, let's go to your team. All right. Uh, before we do that, uh, we're brought to you by VEASAN. Uh, sign up now and save 40% off football season special when you use promo code SGP, VSIN.com slash subscribe, promo code SGP. Uh, this promotion ends on Saturday, September 30th. Uh, Sean and Ryan are going in a contest head-to-head to see who sells the most subscriptions. And the winning show gets a $1,000 Super Bowl future, and they will cut you in on the prize if they win. So go to VSIN.com slash subscribe and use promo code SGP to sign up. Then go to sportsgamerpodcast.com slash VSIN to submit your proof of purchase. If they win, you'll get to vote on what team to use the Super Bowl future on. And if it hits, you'll get a piece of the action, equal piece of the action. So go to VSIN.com slash subscribe, use promo code SGP, then sportsgamerpodcast.com slash VSIN to submit. Only got probably about 24 hours left now until uh, end of September. So uh, make sure you get in on this. Make sure you check out Hall of Fame Bets as well. Win bigger by betting smarter this this season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, Joel, what you got on the on the flyers here? Well, it was a tough first season for Tortorella, which is about uh, as much as you expect with the roster. Um, I know you and I are both sweating that that point total the whole year because they they were on pace for like exactly 78, 79 the whole whole season long it seemed like, but thankfully they they fell off a bit towards the end. Um, and yeah, that, that was our fear that Tortorella would make them competitive, and that's pretty much what he did. He did as part of a good of a job at that 2022 team as he could, but it's it's not good enough for the hapless management though, as Chuck Fletcher and co are shown the door. Uh, we like to look at bad injury luck, of course, as a possible sign of something that might regress positively. And the Flyers were indeed third worst in terms of the cap hit of injured players. But that's accounting for Ryan Ellis, who seems like he's not on track to play again anyway. After you move him from that equation, they're back to league average. So uh, while the equation or the, while the season did ultimately lead to an excellent selection in the 23 draft in in Michikov, there wasn't a lot we learned about the Flyers' younger players, which is what you want to do, ideally, in a so-called lost season. That said, the Flyers' prospect system is still in a larval stage. Not much going on there. Not yet, anyway. Uh, do like their draft last uh, this this season or summer. Uh, Carter Hart had his best season in a while. That's good to see after kind of a couple down years. Um, so, yeah, you got rid of Fletcher. Briere looks like a good hire for GM, and you got a couple nice first-round picks, so... Ultimately, I'd say it's a reasonable positive result for the Flyers, but uh, you know more about the the expectations there in Philly. I'm sure they don't see it the same way. I mean, last oh, year... Oh, actually, I they probably do, because they all hate Chuck Fletcher. Right? It, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think most Flyers fans w- would view last season a- as a success just because they, they got rid of Chuck Fletcher. Chuck Fletcher just... he compl- we, we In the Wild episode, we talked about how, how far behind the eight ball they are with the dead cap of, of uh, Suter and Parise. That was Chuck Fletcher. And now Chuck Fletcher set the Flyers back... A few years, yeah. Carter Hart, uh, best 
best season in a while. 907 save percentage. So not not a lot lot to write right home about, but you know, pretty impressive given the given the defense in front of him. Samuel Erson was also a decent backup, showed a lot of uh, composure in the crease despite not putting up great numbers there. Uh, Travis Konechny, you know, had a, had a pretty good season there. First season under Tortorella, 61 points, 31 goals, and only 60 games. So maybe if he stays healthy, he can take a step forward that this coming year. Uh, Kevin Hayes was was an all-star and also a healthy scratch, like in the same week. Uh, Morgan Frost was, was, I think, one of the breakout players in for the Flyers in the uh, final 55 games. He led the team in scoring. So he had, he had a good, good second half there, hoping he can take a step forward. Uh, Scott Lawton, you know, solid as always. But yeah, I think last season, I mean, we'll we'll get to the offseason season with Mitch Goff, but I, I don't know if the last season was a, a, a total success that they got they got probably too low of a pick. They did kind of luck out a little bit with with Mitch Goff. But yeah, last season overall, it was just it it was a very long season for Flyers fans, and it was very welcome when it was over. I'll, I'll just say that. Sounds reasonable. Um, yeah, aside from that excellent draft we mentioned where they acquired uh, the, the, the stud first-rounders, Mitchkoff and defenseman Oliver Bonk, the, <laughs> I love saying his name, Bonk, the uh, the Flyers' offseason was more about getting guys out than bringing them in. They made a nice deal to land a first-rounder in that three-team Proberoff trade with the Kings and Blue Jackets. They unloaded the Hayes contract to the Blues, bought out Tony D'Angelo, and they didn't resign, JVR. So with a team nowhere near competing for playoffs, these kinds of players aren't really suited for a team looking to finally try a sincere rebuild. Uh, Tortorella couldn't totally avoid bringing at least one torch kind of player, though, hence the mysterious addition of 36-year-old Mark Stahl, who was actually pretty solid in the playoffs. So he get to play like way too many minutes, but uh, he wasn't as bad as you'd think. Uh, it's, it's just hard to imagine that that he'll be uh, that kind of player for a whole whole season in Philly. So, yeah, that, that was a weird one. But I, I don't know. I guess you, you, need, you need a torch kind of player on, on that team after all. Yeah, I mean, the Mark Stahl thing definitely confused me, as did Garner Hathaway. I mean, he, he's a good veteran presence as well. Uh, overall, the offseason, yeah, you did a pretty good run down there. Briere pretty much you know, got rid of what he could. The Kevin Hayes contract, they were going to either buy him out or, or trade him. So they retained half his salary. You know, they're not going to be competitive until – for the next three seasons anyway, so so that's fine. Bought out D'Angelo was, was uh, much needed. I think he he wore out his welcome here pretty quickly. I feel like he's a, he's the type of player that's gonna wear out his welcome unless you're you're winning with him. Um, yeah. Outside of that, yeah, the Provorov trade was kind of a little bit of a surprise, but I, I was glad they got a a first round pick back for them. That that was a a good return, and they got got bonk with that pick, so you can't complain. Also got Hal Grands in, in that uh in that deal. He he could end up being a you know a, a good second third pair defenseman for the Flyers this season. Uh, Tortorella did say after the first day of training camp that you know Mark Stahl may just end up being more of like a mentor for the, for the young guys because the Flyers defense is young and it, and it's not very good out outside of stall. You got 30 year old Nick Sealer. You got 28 year old Sean Walker and Rasmus Ristolainen. So not, not too much to, to write home about there on defense. Yeah. The Flyers just, you know, they, they added, added some Hathaway type players, middle six, bottom six guys. It seems like they're collecting all, all these bottom six guys, hoping, you know, some guys can, can break out of that. They saw that a little bit with Owen Tippett, who they got in the Claude Giroux trade two years ago. Uh, they signed Ryan Poling, who was apparently one of the fastest skaters in the NHL. So adding speed is uh, never a bad thing there. But yeah, getting to the, the whole the whole the whole Mishkov thing, I, I think that's you know the signature move, obviously, of Danny Breer's offseason. But 
they also he also kind of just fell into their lap. Like if the Flyers got got uh, Simashev or Ryan Leonard who were taken around them, I feel like it would still be a good offseason for the Flyers, but it wouldn't be like, oh, the Flyers got like a, a fantastic offseason. People wouldn't be talking about Breer the way he, they are, but he fell to him and Breer took the swing and he needed to. So I was pretty much, I, I mean, I'm very happy with the offseason. I'm not sure what grade I would give it. Probably a B, uh, probably around a B. I think it, I think Breer did did, uh, did pretty well in, in his first summer uh, at the helm here. Yeah, I gave him a B minus. It's just, uh, you know, not not a ton of action, but a little, just a bunch of smart moves, smart little moves. Uh, and then that's what you need to do. You can't just uh, go all out like uh, fucking Mark Bergeron or something um, every year anyway. And yeah, projecting forward, uh, 73.3 points. So actually a little bit behind the Blue Jackets. Uh, we're still on a high on this roster. Um and yeah, but if, if there were any delusional Flyers fans still hopeful of making the playoffs last year, there there should be uh, none remaining now. This team, <laughs> while having a lot of vets and a tough competitive coach, are utterly deprived of, of real talent, any star power, really. Closest thing, I guess, is Sean Couturier, but he hasn't played since 2021. I know you like uh, Thomas Konechny or Travis Konechny. Thomas Konechny, get out of here. Is it Thomas? Fuck. It's Travis. You said Thomas. I said both. I wish. Yeah, it's Travis. <laughs> Travis, okay. I said Thomas first, though, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. So I, I corrected myself. Uh, all right. Yeah, he had two back surgeries in that time, Couturier. So we don't expect he'll be the same player. There are other top six centers, Morgan Frost, who you, you already mentioned. Um, maybe he plays a bit better. He, he's more of a uh, defensive player, reliable, but uninspiring. Joel Farabee has some offensive talent, but he's the opposite of reliable defensively. And pretty much the same can be said of, of Travis Konechny. Uh, Defensively, it's a lot more meh, especially since it doesn't look like Ryan Ellis is coming back. Ristolainen actually had a very good year last season, so we'll see if that was anomalous or whether he fits better in Tortorella's system. Other than that, Cam York, decent young player. Sanheim, brutal last year. Sean Walker ain't very good either. Uh, Carter Hart is pretty much the one positive aspect of this team. Even, you know, the 907 save percentage you mentioned is not exactly uh, brilliant. Um and then the and if the John Gibson experience is anything resembling a lesson, it's not a good thing to have your best player be your goalie year in and year out, especially in front of a bad team. Um, anyway, despite the the vets who generally seem to appreciate Tortorella, this team are not good enough to be anything but a lottery team. So we, we expect to see them in the bottom three in the conference again. And uh, yeah, easily an under team. That's obvious. And uh, I'm not sure the odds to finish worst in the, ten to in the one. league. Ten to one. Actually, that's pretty good. I, I don't even know if I, I don't think I bet, but yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. Uh, that, that'd be my only, my only bet for this team, unless you got some, I don't know, Carter Hart under 37 and a half wins. <laughs> Carter Hart's at uh, 22 and a half wins. I believe he had 22 oh, wins last year. Yeah. I like so that, that under, that could be interesting, especially because yeah. uh, Carter Hart has some off ice issues that could, could crop up through throughout the season. They're still, still waiting for the shoe to drop on that. Oh yeah, I mean the point total was a, was a few points lower this year, and yet the the win total for him is is the is uh, what he had last year. So yeah, and of course they finished below their point total last year. So yeah, I I like that under for Carter Hart. Yeah, uh, I like the under here under seventy five and a half. It's a little bit juiced on, on DraftKings, but you know it's worth it. I, th- I think I saw seventy three and a half at other books. Uh, that's probably still. Still fine too. I mean, yeah, the, I, I wrote for uh, Broad Street Hockey last month that the Flyers have, you know, they could have a fun forward group. They have these guys that have potential. Konechny, I think, could put up another 30 goals. 
Farabee had a good rookie year. Then he had a, a neck surgery. I think the same neck surgery Eichel had possibly. So he's been working his way back. Morgan Frost has been completely disappointing up until, you know, the last 55 games last season. Owen Tippett can be a guy. I, I like Sean Couture. He's one of my favorite players, but yeah, he, he hasn't played in like over two years pretty much now. So worst case, he can, or best case, he can probably be a second, third line two-way center, which, you know, he's great. He's great defensively. He can put the puck in the net. So if he's back to even somewhat a version of his former self, you know, there, there's some potential there. Noah Cates is, is, a, is like a Sean Couture light, kind of like a, a shutdown guy. He got some uh, Selkie votes last season, I believe. Also have Cam Atkinson coming back. I think he missed all of last season or, or just most of last season with, with uh, I forget what injury. It wasn't good, though. He's back. The Flyers have these guys that, you know, they show flashes, but they don't really have anyone that you can be like, even like the Canadians, they have Caulfield, they have Suzuki. The Flyers have Konechny, I guess. Konechny might be better than those guys, but outside of that, they don't have, like, there's not three guys. You're like, okay, that's their top line. Daily Faceoff has Farabee, Frost, Tippett as their top line now with Scott Lawton, Couture, and Konechny as their second line. Like, that, that that's that that's not good. And then, then move to defense, you know, Maybe they found something with Ristolan in, in, in Tortorella's system, but I, I can't imagine he's going to do well on the top pair with Travis Sanheim, which is what it looks like they're going to do. I, I like Sanheim a few years ago. He, he played well with uh, Phil Myers, who has since fallen off after going to Nashville and Tampa. Uh, Mark Stahl, they have projected to play the second pair right now with Cam York. Cam York, I do like. I think York will end up being a top pair defenseman, good power play quarterback there. But yeah, the third pair, Nick Sealer, Sean Walker. Uh, I, I don't like their defense. I think Carter Hart's still a good goalie, but you're only as good as a team in front of you. And the team in front of you, especially on defense, is not going to be good. Uh, John Tortorella said himself, there's going to be horror shows some nights on defense. So, yeah, the Flyers uh, under 75 and a half. And I do like that worst record at 10 to 1. I don't think they're quite as bad as as the Sharks or or as the Canadians with their defense and goaltending. But, you know, if... I don't know, something happens, Tortorella is just sick of, sick of it and then quits, or Tortorella lo- loses the room, maybe they can bottom out, or or if Carter Hart just has an injury, too, like like we see, like we saw with Vasilevsky. I think there's, I think this team is volatile, though. Like, uh, if if you believe in them, if, if you're a delusional Flyers fan, like like myself, sometimes uh, John Tortorella, 60-1 to to win the Jack Adams would probably be the best bet, because I think they're much shorter to make the playoffs. So if you think they somehow have a chance to make the playoffs next se- this season, I would say uh, bet Tortorella at 60 to one rather than the Flyers at plus 650 to make the playoffs. Well, apparently there are some delusional Flyers fans still around. That that's a that's a wild bet there, but uh, good luck with that. Um, yeah, I, I just don't have any hope for this team. I'm sorry, Ryan. No, I I I hope they they get another top pick. They they they, they should try to tank. I, I want them to trade Scott Lawton. I want them to, you know, I want to trade. I wanted them to trade Konechny to Ottawa in like a three-way trade with Debrinkat. And maybe that's still on the table if they get Joseph, maybe go for Pinto or something. But yeah, this Debrinkat. When Before Debrinkat got traded to Detroit, oh, okay, okay. I wanted to connect because Konechny played uh, some OHL for the Ottawa 67s. Or so maybe he, he could go back there. But yeah, I think also going back to the offseason, Briere did well to sign guys that he can just turn into draft picks. Like Mark Stahl. Wait, is that on a one-year, $1.1 million deal? If if 
slipping at the deadline for a fourth, fifth round pick. He has, you know, the veteran leadership, the playoff experience. Same thing with Hathaway. He's on a two-year deal, might be able to stick around and be a good guy in the room. But if a team wants him, I mean, the Bruins traded for him with Orlov last year. Maybe they, you know, pair Hathaway and stall together to get, a, get like a, a third round pick maybe for, for these two these two nobodies. So I think the offseason was good. But yeah, this coming season, I, I do hope they, they kind of bottom out. Oh, I wanted to uh, mention also Tyson Forster. Forster, he's a exciting rookie he should make the team he's got a got a great shot he's one hell of a sniper so hopefully uh the flyers have been missing that for quite some time so i I would like to see him make the roster but also at the same time i would love to see him just tear it up in the ahl while the flyers flounder and get another get another top pick sure for sure uh all right you got anything on the fly guys here is that it that's about it uh made my feelings clear yeah they're not good all right, I think I'll see her before we close it out. No, no, I think uh, we said our piece. All right, uh, I do want to shout out. Uh, I think uh, Justin Archer brought it up. Ripped rip the BBC. He, he's, he's no longer. He's now. He's now Justin Archer. Uh, Apparently, he's a up, sex predator or something. Something. He said uh, he had some not kind words about Mark Stone. Mark Stone. Apparently uh, got uh, a big hit by Hayden Hodgson, former flyer, and then said, you know, he's not going to be playing in the NHL or something like that. Anyway, so Mark Stone just a little, little bitter after taking a taking a preseason hit. Hmm. Uh, all right, and uh, yeah, make sure you get in the Discord, sg.pn/discord, or just search for the Sports Fan Podcast Network on Discord if you're on there already, or you can reach out to the Hockey Gambling Podcast Twitter account at HockeySGPN or myself or Talon point in the right direction of course make sure you subscribe to the hockey on podcast and give us a rating and review hoping to get a few more of those in before the season maybe we'll maybe we'll get a contest going for, for the season for, for reviews there maybe that'll get some get you guys out there off your asses and you know just taking the two minutes to, to leave a review here but uh yeah that's gonna be it here we're gonna be back uh back with more atlantic division previews we're gonna finish that up and then we're gonna get right back into the metro so make sure you turn on the auto download so you get the episodes in your feed as soon as they are published and i am ryan gilbert you can follow me on twitter at r gilbert's sop i'm joel meyer and you can find me dancing in the grave of the green bay packers 27 to 3 let's go alliance see ya 